you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing good there, Brett. Also joined by intern Corey, and this is an intern Corey pick. How's it going? Oh, it's been a real doozy of a day. Real doozy. So, as anyone that's listened to this podcast for some time knows, I have a distaste for West Virginia and rednecks. Corey. Yeah. This movie is about rednecks and West Virginia. Yes. And I want to say I enjoyed it. Yay! I knew you would. I kept uh, saying you're going to like this one. I just got to get a beer and we're going to go fishing. I don't even like the fish, but between the two groups that we get, I'm going with Tucker and Dale because they have PBR and just generic beer that says beer. Exactly. I was awaiting this this verdict because me and Corey have both seen Tucker and Dale and we loved it. And we'd bring it up, hey, we're doing Tucker and Dale this month. We're doing Tucker and Dale. And Brett's like, uh, yeah. And I was waiting like to see what this verdict was. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm really I'm really glad you liked this one. It was I liked the premise of how like things just keep happening to them. And they seem like they should be the killer deliverance redneck people. Exactly. But they're just yeah. trying to have like a friendly time of like two friends bought a cabin together and they're going to fix it up. It should be like an eighties comedy, not horrible slasher movie. Dude. I think Tucker and Dell versus evil has one of the, my top, like I'm not exaggerating. If I ranked like my top five funniest moments in movies I've watched, one of them is from this movie, and Ooh. it's the being stung by the bees, running out like Leatherface <laughs> moment. I laugh out loud by myself if I'm watching that. I cannot stop myself from laughing anytime I see that scene. I think it's the funniest thing on the planet. I don't know why. Something about that just gets out like that perfect funny bone for me. Like, oh yeah, it's yeah, that's great. And I mean, and obviously, like one of my favorite, you know, I guess you could call it weapon kills is in this movie as well, so. Oh, I'm interested to get to it. This this movie hits a lot of buttons for me. Yeah, and the one saving grace I remember you guys saying, because I was very much like, oh God, I am not looking forward to the stupid redneck horror movie. You're like, but Alan Tudyk's in it, and I'm like, oh, I like him. I like Firefly. Good, I'm glad we had someone. And he's so good in this movie. I mean, but, let's be honest, he's good in just about everything he's in. Yeah. I think Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is not exactly what's similar to how Shaun of the Dead is to zombie movies. It's really, like, kind of still lovingly, but kind of taking the piss out of, like, the hillbilly horror genre. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't skip on the gore. Of, it like, does it doesn't not at just- all. It doesn't just go scary movie of like, oh, look, we're wacky. You know, it's just like, no, people still get impaled. There's still chainsaws and a nail gun. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's all practical effects, too, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, obviously, except except for the bees, but it's kind of hard God. to go practical with bees. Oh, fuck. Yeah, That's Tony another... Todd did it. This has true. like a, two of my biggest fears of like, if they added heights, I would have been fucked. Of his bees and nail guns, if they were like in a tall cabin, <laughs> if they got on a stepladder. Well, they are up in that like second floor office at the end there. Oh, that's yeah. If you look out the window, that could be scary. That's barely heights. <laughs> Brett, you got some credits for me. 
uh, directed by uh, Eli Craig. Um, nothing else that I really recognize that he's been a part of. Other than Clown in the Cornfield, I've like kind of heard oh. of. That's a book that I've read that they're doing a movie of. That's I'm, I did see he was attached to that, the Tucker and Dale director. That's I'm excited for it. He was in oh. Space Cowboys. <laughs> he was an he actor. Also, he also directed um, Little Evil. Uh, it was a Netflix movie with uh, Adam Scott in it. I saw that, yeah. It was, it was funny. It was okay. Yeah. It's not as good as this one. All right. Brett. As Bella Lugosi would say, let's record this fucker. <laughs> All right. So it starts off like the Texas Chainsaw 2003, which we just did, movie of like the found footage at the beginning. And there's an investigative journalist walking through a cabin or something. You can't really tell. And she's killed by some bloody hillbilly man on camera. I'm glad that you recognize the like Texas Chainsaw remake opening. I love it. it's like, no, it's fine. It's like, honey, it hasn't been cleared yet. It's like, do you want to put that journalism major to use, other college kid? Um, the lady playing the reporter in this is the director's wife, and the cameraman is the director. Oh, oh sweet. Cool. So they just did this on their own, probably. More or less. <laughs> with, 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 the guy, with the guy who played the killer. I enjoy it when the director will put himself in there. And you get like this Evil Dead-esque title card with the big bombastic music and everything. Come on. That's one thing. I was ex- like expecting kind of like a Shaun of the Dead type thing, like you said. But what evil are they versus? I guess like spoilers for Tucker and Dale versus evil. The uh, The one college preppy kid? Yes, he is the evil. I was thinking it's going to be like a knockoff, like deadite type thing. Is what I was expecting going into this. Maybe the title is honestly more of a keep you on your toes thing because they do the one switcheroo where the hillbillies are actually like the innocent ones and everything in this movie. And but maybe that's also to keep you guessing on what the actual plot's going to be because no one would have guessed a bunch of unfortunate accidents (laughs) that frame them as murderers. It could so also you, just be because it's called versus evil, and I think of Ash versus Evil Dead. That's yeah. probably it. Yeah. Um. So you're saying this movie subverted your expectations? Ooh. If you bring up a Ryan Johnson quote one more time, you're off here permanently. I'm, your internship <laughs> ends if you ever bring it up again. I had to. You set it up so <laughs> perfect. And these college kids almost hit Tucker and Dale driving. And there's the ominous drive-by shot of Tucker and Dale, our two main characters, these two redneck types, just staring out the window, which they're just looking. But, you know, you set the right music and tone, and everything's going to look scary. Dale's, like, slack-jawed. He has this beer can that just says beer up to his face. They're basically drooling. Like, up until, like, they're outside the convenience store kind of talking like people. They're 100% set up of like, oh, these are these are like evil killer hillbillies for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have a gas station full of people meet somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the college kids are doing typical college kid cheesy dialogue in the back. And, oh, you're a genius. You brought the weed and going on and on. And then, guys, we forgot the beer. Big scream. No! But That's I love he's like, thing. I'm a genius because I brought this 
one joint to share between like four or five, six of us for the weekend. I believe I believe there were at least two joints shown. So he at oh, least brought two. Damn. Holy shit. They're gonna whole party. two joints for six people for the whole weekend. Yes. But they stop at the gas station for beer, and this is like Redneck Central in here. <laughs> they walk in, and the guy behind the counter is like overalls with like one unclipped, you know, like the, the most you can ham it up like as possible. It reminds me of like the general store from Pumpkinhead, of like yeah. everything yeah. has a layer of dust on it. Everyone looks like they're a, like a few decades farther back than they should be. I don't know, this kind of looks like my hometown. Well, they go walking in, yeah, like, everyone goes, Tucker and Dale are in there, Tucker's just talking to, like, the the redneck clerk, the redneck version of Dante. Like he said, it's like, he has, like, stringy, like, pickles hair from Metalocalypse. Um, yeah. I love the one girl grabs off, like, something from the shelf, and Dale is just, like, looking at pickled eggs. Another reason I'd want to hang out with them, they got pickled eggs. I like pickled eggs. And if, if you listen, like the clerk is reading off all the things that Tucker and Dale ordered. And it's like all, it's like hacksaws, you know, it's like saw blade. It's all murder weapons. Like trash yes. bags, rope. It's like because they're fixing up their friend cabin. Yeah. Um, Dale is staring at Allison outside, and like, oh, she's pretty. And Tucker's giving him a pep talk. He's like, oh, I can't talk to her. Girls like that just walk away. And he's like, you know what? No, you got this. You're half good looking guy, and you got a heart of gold. So that's two things. And he goes, just go over and remember to smile and laugh, <laughs> no matter what you do, which is great. Because why does he grab the scythe? I have no clue. Because apparently, you need your Grim Reaper scythe to go talk to pretty girls. Because like, it, it looks cool. Yeah, but it is. He grabs his scythe to go walk it. And it's like a metal scythe. So he goes walking over with it. So it's like he's walking. It's like, it's like making noise. He wanders over. He's like, hey, how are you doing? Beautiful day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you going camping? <laughs> 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 he set up like the perfect harbinger <laughs> and then like the chad the douchiest of the college kid comes out and does some like crouching tiger hidden dragon kung fu miming to him like come on we don't want any trouble and they'll drive He's, away oh, he goes, oh okay boy oh i'm sorry i'm just going over here now they're pulled away he still drinks that's a nice cooler when they drive away <laughs> i just realized the guy's name is literally chad holy yeah, shit yes my god tucker and dale are driving to their vacation home they bought and they're going to fix up and they get pulled over they get caught behind them and right then tucker drops his beer in his lap and oh no they're getting pulled over so dale goes to reach for it and look, me talking about this stuff doesn't do it the justice it does, because the acting is so good in this movie. So really much of it's is. like that slapstick pratfall style comedy that they pull off well. But Dale goes to get the beer and gets stuck down there right as the cop walks up. It looks like he just got done giving him head. And the <laughs> conversation <laughs> that Tucker gives doesn't help either, because of the eye officer. Well, Dale here's been feeling down down about striking out with the ladies, so I thought some good old guy time would help him up in our vacation home. Like he's just dropping every <laughs> and the cop's like, 
uh-huh. And at this point, Dale's shirt got stuck, and he's, like, uh, basically shirtless sitting in the passenger seat next to him. I love he's sitting there shirtless. Just like, oh, hi, officer. Um, Everything's fine. Uh, what's <laughs> It's like, oh, well, your blinkers. I was like, oh, thank you so much for your help. Yes, thank you. Thank you. The cop drives away. I love they both just instantly crack another beer and start chugging it. <laughs> By the way, the cop is our real harbinger in this movie. Yes. He says yeah. there's nothing up that mountain but death and destruction beyond your imagination or something like that. Because with the tiny little bit of a thing that we got at the beginning of like that jump scare thing, I thought like, oh, is the cop going to be like the evil of like he's yeah. actually the serial killer type thing? Because there, I think here in a little bit, um, there's something set up with like there's been a massacre here, you know? Yeah. yeah. But they get to the vacation cabin and it's awful. It's a dump. There's a bunch of broken down, rusted, grown over cars on the way. And like, is that ours? Does that come with the property? And they see the cabin, and they're like, oh my god, it's perfect. They called this a fixer-upper? It's just a little dusty. You just gotta dust it off. The, the previous tenants must have been some kind of archaeologist. <laughs> yeah, because they're looking at bones that are hanging from the roof. Like, oh, he must have loved the news. It's just news clippings of, like, spree killings and, like, murders. So most of it's about the uh, the Memorial Day massacre that we find out about here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they also find a coupon with no expiration date for buy three get two free. What was it? Chili dogs. Chili dogs. Yes. Holy shit! Buy three get two free. No expiration date. Today keeps getting better and better. Here, break out the good stuff. Get the PBR. Now, I'm not going to lie, I find a coupon for buy three, get two chili dogs with no expiration date. I'm also having a good day. I'm going to need you guys to help me with this. I'm going to invite both of you over, because I can eat two at most chili dogs. Dude, the chili dogs are easier to eat than regular hot dogs, if you ask me. Because the chili is like food lube that makes it easier to eat a bunch of it. It, it helps you slide down your gullet and take it really does. PBR. I can, I can put away the chili dogs. Um, it's like when you see the Nathan's hot dog eating contest and you see them dunking their hot dogs in water. The chili has a similar effect. Yeah, because I know when I go to Coney Island, a, a hot dog restaurant near, near-ish to the three of us, I can put them away in there. It's, it's a good time. There better be a bathroom close by. Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Hot Dog Cast. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite hot dog recently from Sheets is I get it with the mustard and the pickle. It's really good. (laughs) I'm much more of an onions and chili kind of (laughs) guy. But back with our college kids, they're all hanging out. One tries to tell a scary story, but... Chad lighting a joint and taking a hit of his inhaler is like, do you want to hear a real scary story? And tells the story of the Memorial Day massacre that occurred years ago on this very ground. And I love, it cuts to, basically the story is a bunch of rednecks killed this college group, only kept one woman alive who ended up being Chad's mother, we'll find later. And the dad had to watch her die. Like, the, she had to watch the dad die before she gave birth to him. All this stuff. But I like in the story that they're listening to Pump Up the Jams. And the redneck stop, take the CD out, and put in some, like, country song and everything. It's not even right a CD, It's not oh, yeah, even tape. a CD. This is a cassette tape, sir. 
Correct. But it's just like the most like fucking Hank Williams bullshit of their own. Like, what the fuck, man? What you do? He takes out like a saw blade and like cuts his neck with it. And they're like, oh, no, man, this is cool. It's it's a good jam. And you can fucking saw blade to the face. Why don't you know if, if I'm a killer in a horror movie, I'm just going to keep a pack of saw blades in like a satchel or something, because that is a that is a very handy weapon to have on the go. Pretty badass also. And never insult Hank Williams again, sir. <laughs> Bullshit, stupid musician. By the way, I'm not counting any of these in Count of the Dead. Unreliable narrator, because he doesn't even have the story accurate. Yeah, well, but then we I know people died. There's we a know massacre. people died, but we don't know if these people died. So I'm not. I'm striking it from the record. Greg of the Dead rules. That's his thing. Yeah, true. Tucker and Dale were night fishing, and. We cut to the back to the kids, and asshole drunk Chad starts hitting on Allison, our main character from this group. She pushes him off. She's like, I'm going to go swimming with the others because they're all going skinny dipping. And Tucker and Dale, fishing in the same pond, but kind of separated by some rocks and thickets and stuff like that, see Allison on the rock taking their clothes off and everything. And they're just like, like I said, Tucker, this day just keeps getting better and better. And Dale's too bashful to look and everything and starts yelling at Tucker and she happens to look over and sees them screams and falls off and hits her head on the way down into the water. Oh no, rednecks! <laughs> I love the Dale, when you were watching a pretty college girl taking off her clothes, the last thing I should be hearing coming out of your mouth is my name. <laughs> <laughs> She's not coming up yet. And they paddle over, Dale jumps in, pulls her out of the water, and right then, as he's loading her onto their boat and everything, one of the other college kids looks over and sees this scene, and is like, oh my god, she's scared. And then Tucker yells, hey, we have your friend! We got your friend! <laughs> Holy shit, it's such a fucking great setup of these guys are evil killer rednecks, of like, they went over to save her. The worst they did was kind of peep a little at her before she got in the water. She wasn't even naked. Like, Tucker looked at her, kind of thing. Dale's too bashful to do that. <laughs> Just the, we got your friend. And they they run back to camp to, like, tell Chad. Chad comes running back with his hatchet. You just see him, like, ominously, like, rowing away with her body in the boat. Let's get her back to the cabin and in the bedroom. <laughs> It's great. I don't know how they nailed humor so well in this movie. I haven't seen comedies I've laughed this, this hard at in years. I think it's incredible. It's yeah. so well-timed. But she wakes up in their cabin the next day, and she's scared. There's a frightening dog who's just a good old boy laying there. Pancakes! <laughs> <laughs> yep, Pancakes! they'll walk through the and I would like to point out that this movie came out two years before Cabin Fever. No, it did not. This came out in 2010. Yes. Wait. Cabin Fever Cabin came out Fever in 2002. Came out two, didn't it? Yeah, because we made a big deal about I'm old. <laughs> it, it's okay. Old man doesn't know what decades are. Well, when you've been through 50 of them already. <laughs> they all just kind of blend together. Oh, you're being generous, Greg. I know, I, 50 was nice. <laughs> but he's, oh no, you, you don't like pancakes! And he just leaves the room and you hear him talking to himself like, what are you doing trying to give a pretty girl pancakes? You deserve better than this and everything. 
And then he goes shuffling out of the room so awkwardly. And we're just still almost like at her point of view of she's like, what the fuck is happening? And then later Dale brings her bacon and eggs. Like, now please tell me you don't dislike bacon and eggs. And they then they start like talking. Bacon and eggs. <laughs> they do start talking and she understands the situation now. She's like, oh my gosh. And my friends just ran away. And Dale's like, uh, some people just don't do good in an emergency situation. You can't blame them. Yeah, he's, like, sticking up for her friends that have been nothing but, like, dickheads to them. I'm like, well, you know, it's people react differently in different situations. They, they're playing a board game, and during this, the college kids have found the cabin. And they basically draw straws for who's going to approach it, and they uh, send the one away to go take the truck into town for help, because they don't have cell signal out here or anything. But the one starts walking up to the house and everything. And this is right when Tucker, remember, they have a job to do. Is outside firing up his chainsaw. And like they have like the raven sitting there calling at him when he's slowly walking into the house. Right when you hear the chainsaw fire up, which you know, people have chainsaws. He's not gonna run yet. Yeah. He still makes it to the house. Tucker sawing into a log with a hornet's nest in it. <laughs> this is a fucking three stooges bit. One hundred percent. This is Curly sawing into the fucking log and the bees attack. And he goes running around, woo, 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 you know, like it is so fucking funny. But then he's literally and it's such a great like tribute to Texas Chainsaw because Alan Tudyk's like giving it the Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw dance his all running. Oh, through. yeah. He's slashing around, but you see the bees all around him and like the kids like running away from him and. Uh, Tucker must just be well he even says it later it's like he must have been more allergic than I was because he ran really fast (laughs) Tucker doesn't even realize he's running from him the man because this kid sees a madman running out swinging a chainsaw (laughs) it doesn't even cross Tucker's mind that you look kind of sketchy here Tucker passes him while they're running they're like side by side at one point I I love the slow-mo here as they're like running and like looking at each other he ends up impaling himself onto a branch that's sticking out, just running for his life. And I do love there's this moment where I feel like this is in here, so the kid figures it out at the last second. A bee lands on him, and then right as he dies, and I think it's supposed to be like, oh, I'm an idiot. Like, right <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Dead for nothing. Oh, just a big misunderstanding. Remember, Dale and Allison are just playing board games. Tucker walks in with his face all boiled and stung up and everything. I want to real quick mention, I love the part when, like, she, Allison wakes up and Dale is trying to, like, clean up. He's cleaning up, like, clothes and, like, empty beer cans. And then she's like, what's there to do around here? He's like, well, I got board games. She's like, I like board games. I love, He just drops everything immediately. <laughs> and, like, this is my favorite one. <laughs> Dale does love his board game. And he, we also get some dialogue about how he has a photographic memory and everything in here, too. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I'm still dumb. <laughs> there it is. I'm like, how have we got the pating sound yet? He's, he's done it like three times. Yeah, you've just not heard it. Um, I keep waiting for the reaction. It's been a day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Real doozy of a day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's officer. But, um... But he comes back and Dale's like, here, I'll, I'll help you pull the stingers out. Would that make you feel better? Because Tucker's all mad he hasn't had help or anything. And he pours PBR on his face to try to disinfect it. He pours PBR on his face here. Later, when he, like, loses fingers, he pours 
BBR over the fingers. This isn't like Everclear. This isn't Bacardi 151 where it's going to sanitize it. You're just wasting beer. But they're like, they tell Alice, they're like, I oh, must have been some misunderstanding. We'll go find your friends and everything. Like, Tucker reluctantly comes along with Dale for this. So we cut to the college kid, and Chad wants to fight. He's like, this is the moment that will define our lives. We're not going for help. They've already got killed one of us and everything, like, freaking out. And then they hide because they hear Tucker and Dale coming, and they're just going, college kids! College kids! <laughs> college kids! I can't believe that you're sitting there playing with her like you are. Don't worry. When we get back to the cabin, I'll finish her, finish her off real quick. It's like they're talking about killing Allison. <laughs> they're talking about the board game. He goes, "I was beating her like crazy." <laughs> <laughs> they find Chad's axe that he's been practicing axe throwing this whole time, his hatchet, and they're like, "Well, we should leave him a note." And so they carve into a piece of wood. We got your friend. I love Dale. Goes, "Oh, look, an axe! Like, oh, free axe!" Wait, they've already got free cars with this property. Maybe yeah. axes are just another perk. This right? is like a great property for these rednecks. All the rusty this, things that have been sitting outside forever. They love that stuff. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Well, back at the vacation house, Dale's digging a hole for an outhouse shitter. Like, outhouse. <laughs> where the poop goes. A shitter, there's a big trench. A big a shitter. Where, a, a shitter hole. A, a poop a, hole. A crap hole. No, but, but, uh, a hole for the shit how. Do you mean an outhouse hole, hee <laughs> hee? Where does Allison find these clothes? Where, why does, why, why are her jeans inside out, like, halfway down? Are they inside out? Well, no, but like they're like rolled over. It's the, weird. That's so, that's so the waist fits are better. I'm going to assume that they're Tucker's pants and not Dale's, given these size disparities. There's a hard on the ass. I think these are hers. <laughs> we don't know what Tuck, what kind of fashion Tucker's into. But she she's helping him dig the hole and everything. And she's like, I grew up on a farm. I know how to do this. So, like, she's not, like, completely city slicker here. Dale's heart skips another beat. This is a big moment in the movie when she jumps down the hole and Dale's like, no, no, a pretty girl like you shouldn't be doing work like this. And then she starts, he's like, oh, you are pretty good at work, aren't you? Hmm. There's some birthing hips right there. The college kids have once again moved in on the house. And they see this and they go, that sick fuck's making her dig <laughs> her own grave. Holy fuck. They just walk in at the wrong time. Because it's just Dale sitting there being like, you're doing real good. Like leaning against the shuffle. She's like, has like the digger thing. <laughs> like you said, this movie is truly just like, it's almost a modern, like a, a like a modern horror Three Stooges sketch. Like yeah. the with the, you know, the miscommunications, the misunderstandings, the pratfalls. Fantastic. I'm waiting for plumbing to start happening. <laughs> well, they, Tucker and Dale are separated, work on two separate projects. So the college kids have their plan of attack. Two of them are going to go after the big guy, and the girls are going to go after Tucker. No, girl and one other guy are going to go after Tucker. And they move in. And 
One running after Tucker. Tucker swings with the shovel at the last second because she yells because she sees this man running at him with something sharp to kill him. Accidentally knocks her out again with the shovel. She's going to be so concussed by the end of this. Like, <laughs> just like nope. the CTE that I'm she, sure she has. She doesn't remember math or the color blue anymore. No wonder she stays in Redneckville and plays bowling with the big redneck man. She doesn't know better. This is overboard with Kurt Russell. She's got Chris Benoit brain by the end of this movie. Yes. That's all. Keep the weights away from her. She's knocked out, and the kid runs and falls onto his spear that he was running at Dale with, and just impels himself and is bleeding all over Dale. And then on the other side, one's running after Tucker. He's using the wood chipper. Tucker just ducks to the side for a second to pick up some wood, and the kid falls right into the wood chipper. He's spraying blood, and I love Tucker. <laughs> He's gone head first, this victim. Tucker grabs his legs to try to save him as the blood sprayed out the other side. He's fantastic. The wood chipper kill! Wood chippers! It's so fucking funny because Tucker just bends over to grab another piece of wood, comes back up. He's like, oh shit! (laughs) Where'd you come from? These college kids are killing themselves on my property. I I love a wood I love a wood chipper so much. Dude, this this scene's just perfect. He turns it off finally or he gets stuck, I don't remember. But they both go inside and they're like, Are you okay? Is that your blood? No. College kid just ran up and jumped into the wood chipper. It's telling Dale I had one run up and jump onto a spear and impale himself. And they come up with it, it must be some kind of suicide pact, and that's why they're after Allison is because she doesn't seem like she wants to die. They're going to try to kill her too. Like what? Think about if you're just these two guys, like you're just, it's a long weekend with your buddy. You're going to fix up your cabin. Like you're doing some outside work. All of a sudden people start like impaling themselves and throwing yourself themselves into wood chippers. They don't do a bad job of like trying to come up with like, why is this happening? College suicide pact? Sure. <laughs> Honestly, as far as things you could come up with, that's not bad. Like, what? There's no reason they would be trying to kill us. What did we do? So good. So good. Chuck, the one who left with the truck, comes back with the cop and finds the other victims as they're all, well, survivors, as they're all arguing amongst themselves. And all the kids, except for Chad, who's mad that the cops have even been involved because he wants to kill him himself get in the car with the cop, and the cop drives up to the cabin. It's the same cop who pulled him over earlier, too, which just makes it even funnier. Right as he's, they're pulling the legs out of the wood chipper, they just get it, it thumps down. The cop shows up behind him as they're both holding a leg, and he's like, afternoon, fellas? And earlier when Tucker was talking about, we can't tell the cops, what are we going to say? We've had one doozy of a day. The cop pulls up, Tucker's like, to Dale, let me do the talking. He goes, officer, we've had one doozy of a day, is how he starts it out. <laughs> a doozy. There's no other, what else can you say? You can't be like, holy fucking shit, blah, 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 because then you're going to they think you're crazy. It's like, man, it's been a hell of a day. We ran out of PBR earlier. I got attacked by hornets. We got a death cult coming onto our property. <laughs> the cop reacts exactly how any good cop would react. Like, yeah, no. I'm sure that is not the case. They should have meet. It should, though, if he was a good cop, it should be get down on the ground. I'm going to handcuff you. Not, okay, I'll follow you into the cabin 
two people when I'm one person. Yeah, he walks in, he's like, yeah, we got another one inside. She's in my bed. She's locked out. She's <laughs> unconscious like, in my bed. Words. And Tucker just keeps giving Dale these looks of like, man, I told you to shut up and let me do the talking. <laughs> this is not helping. She's a real pretty girl. For some reason, her pants are weird. <laughs> he takes her in, and the officer is spiked in the head by this beam we've established as bad. It keeps swinging down like three times. And... It nails him right in the face, and it's a bunch of nails sticking out. It's like one's going into like his cheek and out the other part, one right into the forehead. There's just like a ton, and I love he goes stumbling out. Of course, all the kids are screaming, and Tucker are going, "How is he still alive?" <laughs> stumbling around. And everything. Well, because this was like you said, set up earlier of like it's when they first walked in. They're like, "Oh, we better uh, get that fixed pretty soon." Yeah, because it Allison- almost kills Tucker. And Allison almost leans against it, and Dale's like, no, 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 that beam's bad. Remember the beam? I was like, I cannot wait for this to happen. And it was glorious. This is great, because the cop wanders out to the car, he grabs the radio, he's like, ah, rah, rah, and like falls over, <laughs> brain dead. <laughs> but Chuck grabs a cop's gun and points it at him, and it doesn't work. And they're like, oh, the, the safety on the side's still on and everything. And Tucker's like, why are you telling him how to shoot us? And he looks down the barrel, of course, and just brains himself. I was waiting for that also. I was like, oh, he's going to shoot himself in the head. It's all these, like, everyone kills themselves in this movie. Dude, how much ammo was just on this gun? Because Chad gets the gun and is firing at the house for what feels like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, Standard usually would be six in the gun plus two plus two more full loads so a total of 18 bullets but he didn't have all that he just had did they ever show him reload no they didn't show him but the cop would have had extra rounds on him yeah but i don't see chad sticking the extra rounds in the pistol well that part's boring you don't need to show that (laughs) yes it does because people like me will complain about the never-ending ammo cheat exactly But he's firing at the house. Tucker and Dale run in, and they're arguing on the ground hiding, like, ducking to cover. And they're like, this is... Tucker's blaming him for rescuing Allison and everything. He's like, don't blame this on her. I'm not blaming it on her. I'm blaming it on you. We were just supposed to do night fishing. Dale's like, I don't even like fishing. And that's like, (gasps) moment. (laughs) You turn in your redneck badge right now, I say, pating. I agree with Dale, though. I don't like fishing. Fishing is so boring. Not the hugest fan, no. I've done it, but not my favorite thing to do. I've done it, and it was like, okay, that's it. Now I have to deal with this fish. That's why I always put the fish back. Well, yeah, of course, but you have to, like, get it off the hook. And sometimes the fish swallows the hook, and you feel super bad. Welcome to Throbbing with Fishing. Throbbing with hot dogs, throbbing with fishing. We're on a roll today. I like hot dogs more. <laughs> oh, yeah. At this moment, Dale's like, where's the dog? And if we needed a better point to who's the villain of this movie, Chad has his dog hostage. The goodest of boys. He got a big head. He's missing an eye. That's okay. But he drools a lot. He's, he's just want to give him a little pet on the snoot. Jaggers is such a good boy. Yeah, to do that thing where you stretch the cheeks all out and it's like, ah. (laughs) And you know he would just love it. Yeah, you gave him a treat. 
But Tucker's gonna go out for the dog and gives Dale the nail gun to use to give him cover and everything. And Dale's just firing the nail gun out like it's a shoot-off with Chad. It's actually a pretty cool scene. And nail Tucker's guns are scary. Exactly. And Tucker's army crawled out around and everything. Freeze the dog. The dog runs. And then I look, they just look back and see Tucker laying there. They're like, uh... What does he say? He says something funny, but then takes off. He's like, oh, hi, or something like that. Like, um, And I just love the fact Chad said, I'll kill your dog. And Dale's just like, don't, I'll, I'll be really mad. I swear, no. I'll be really mad. They're like, I'm going to fucking kill you or fuck you or anything. I will be so mad if you kill my dog. And I love the fact that, you know, most nail guns just have that standard, like, long clip that you put in. This thing has a full-on, like, drum, like on a Tommy gun. (laughs) But they chase Tucker, and they find him, and they have him hung upside down, and they cut his fingers off. Unseen yet what it is, but yeah, they cut his fingers off. And Allison wakes up at the cabin, and I love Dale's first question to her, or... Do some of your friends take medication and did they forget to take it? <laughs> he explains the death cult about how all of her friends are just killing themselves on his property and everything. And she remembers the one running at them with the spear. She goes outside and sees the carnage for the first time because there's a knock that's like, Hey, rednecks! And there's a wrapped up pair of tucker fingers on the front porch. And with a note that says, Now we got your friend. Try and get him. Oh no, they cut off his bowling fingers. <laughs> <laughs> How will you drink beer now? But right before Dale goes out to rescue him, he gets sad because Allison's like, they might be scared of you. Well, why would they be scared of me? And she learn he learns that she saw him like as a freak and everything. And it's a very sad moment for Dale. He's just been trying his best. Poor Dale. It's very much of like, how do you see me? Do you see me as some kind of hick? It's like, well, I did before, but now I know like who you truly are, and like, yeah, you're you are very smart. Yes, I am. I know Trivial Pursuit. I didn't just memorize the game because that's all we have. No, I know these things. But he finds Tucker, and there's a trap, like with the tripwire, where a spear like flies down and goes through his pant leg, but misses his balls by like an inch. This is one time I'm glad I'm not hung like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> the look of relief, of terror, and then relief on his face. He's like, oh, oh my god! Because Tucker's like, no, it's a trap. Don't come close. You're trying to get your dick. And as he's freeing Tucker, the other kids have snuck into the cabin, and they find Allie, and she's like, "What are you guys doing?" And they think she has Stockholm syndrome now. Which is interesting. I like this part because she's like, no, no, these are good guys. They've done nothing wrong. And the one's like, she's got that thing. Stockholm Syndrome's like, oh, fuck. They still don't trust her. Like, even though her fr- their friend is being like, no, 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 this is a big misunderstanding, guys. They're like, she's going crazy. And Chad's dumping gasoline because we got to burn the place down and everything. She stops him. And right then, Tucker and Dale get back, and it's about to be a big fight, but Allison stops. And remember, she's majoring in psychology. She's like, let's talk this out. Let's just sit down, talk, we'll have some tea. And I love Tucker's like, sure, I'll bring the finger sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those lines I've always remembered since the first time I saw this movie. One of my fa- one of my absolute favorite lines in the movie, I'll bring the finger sandwiches. Allison moderates this 
meeting between the two of them. And Chad tells this story about the massacre again and about why he hates hillbillies. And I love to thank you for sharing that. And then Dale's like, I'm really sad your family got massacred, but I had nothing to do with any of that, which is 100% accurate. <laughs> That's nothing it's to true. do with me. I was six. Yeah, I love he's like, he's still nice about it though. Like he's sincerely, I'm really sorry your family got massacred. But yeah, that wasn't me. Yeah, I'm just a redneck. And you can't blame all rednecks for the actions of a few. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Ask Ned Beatty. And the other two kids are outside and they're like, they said they weren't back out in five minutes to go in and help them. That was before the sit down happened. They go in with a weed eater and it accidentally kills the one girl because she doesn't know how to work it right. And it just hits the one girl in the face. I love that um, they're like, uh, they said if um, within five minutes, go in guns a blazing. And the girl's like, we don't have any guns. And then remember, there was gas spread all over this place. Chad throws a lantern down and then throws some moonshine on it too. So now the whole place is. I love the fact that the kid, the kid catches on fire and it's, it's actually, it's Allison that goes to throw the moonshine and Tucker and Dale. No, don't that. Not that. Because the one kid's on fire. Stop, drop, and roll. You got to stop, drop, and roll. I will say one time uh, my pant leg caught on fire when I was a teenager and we were being dumb. And it's crazy how fast the knowledge of stop, drop, and roll that was beat into your brain leaves your brain when you're actually on fire. (laughs) Oh, there was a time in the high school locker room where we doused my friend in Axe Body Spray his t-shirt and lit him ablaze and his eyebrows got cinched and yeah he just started running around yeah it's crazy how fast that information that's been beat into our heads leaves your brain when you're on fucking fire yeah no wonder your parents banned you from axe body spray i i have some now it's my can from high school (laughs) the cabin explodes and Chad's still alive as they drive away from But he's coming out like a straight-up slasher villain. It's like Michael Myers at Halloween Kills when he comes out of the house fire. It's what Chad looks like coming out of here. And now it makes sense with the beginning of the movie. Because we saw like yes. half a glimmer of like a half-burnt face person. Because that- the whole time you're like, oh, fuck, who's that? And I was like, oh, now it makes sense. Chad, makes sense, is the really bad person. Well, his name is Chad, but I just love the fact that Dale's like, oh, we should go help your friend. And then he just, Chad just starts like psycho laughing and, and Tucker's like, yeah, I think he's fine. Get to the truck. Make sure to grab the dog. It takes a minute to start because it's Tucker's truck and only Tucker can start his truck, Biff. And he reaches over and starts it and everything. They're driving away way too fast. And of course they crash into a tree. And when Dale comes to, Tucker says, Chad took her. And was he, like, injured from this crash? Or did, like, Chad attack him? I can't tell what exactly happened. I'm pretty sure he says Chad attacked him. Because he said something. Wasn't it something about, like, he was taking Allison and he tried to stop him and he got attacked or something? Yeah. Yeah. But Tucker gives him this big, nice pep talk and everything about how they used to. what, What were they catching? Catching some kind of woodland small frogs. creatures. Frogs. frogs. <laughs> yeah, woodland small creatures. And he always used to tell Dale that he felt bad and he'd let him catch more. But no, he actually did catch more. He's always been great. And this gives Tucker the conf- I mean, Dale the confidence he needs. I love frogs. Frogs are one of my favorite animals. They're so much fun. 
you also let me. You also used to let me lick them all too. Made and they make it feel funny. funny. <laughs> um, he follows them to the sawmill, and Chad has her tied to the mill, like where the lumber's gonna run right to the saw and everything. So and... classic. We, we want to talk about like Three Stooges classic. This is like Bugs Bunny, like Looney Tunes classic of the evil villain with his curly mustache has tied the damsel in distress to a log that's gonna hit the saw. Chad turns into a straight up vaudeville villain here. Yeah, it's but it's classic stuff that still works. It's why Sven Gulli still does the knock at the door gag. Mm-hmm. And it's a step away from tying her to the train tracks, pretty much. It's just one step away. Yes, very much so. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, the classic, they're classics for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Done well, they're still good. Dale gets geared up. He gets a welder's mask. Two chainsaws, the spiked climbing boots and everything. He's like, you want a killer hillbilly? I'll give you a killer hillbilly. Which is actually pretty cool looking at everything. And then he kicks the door down to where Alice is. And she screams. And hey! me. Look intimidating. He turns into Dennis Hopper from Chainsaw Massacre 2 here. Tear it all down. Um, I do love that when he breaks like through the door and Allison screams and Dale like takes off the helmet. He's like, no, it's okay. It's just me. It's like, I was just trying to look intimidating. Did it work? She's like, yeah, actually. Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> right. Then of course, Chad turns on the blade and everything and he's fighting Dale. Why is he trying to murder Allison? But he is, but he's because she's yeah. gone hillbilly and the fight, and it's a nice tense fight moment because he's trying to free her during the fight and everything. It's this big old ordeal. That's the funny thing with this, is Chad literally just wants to kill her because she sided with the hillbillies. And I'm just thinking, like, I generally just hate hillbillies in, like, a broad sense. But I guess they're not all bad. I've had a friend or two that's a little redneckish, you know? Oh, yeah. I- I think the we in our 2023 lens of it all often associate hillbillies with another type of person that's very bad, where they're not mutually exclusive, though. Well, also, I was terrorized by rednecks in high school constantly, so that, I think that's a part of it, too, because I, I went to high school in fucking West Virginia. I know, and I, I realized something the other day. I feel like we've lost an important member of Throbbing with Horror as episodes have gone on, and that was your southern accent. If you listen to those early episodes, it's still there, and I'm realizing the more time goes on, I'm like, Brett doesn't have the accent anymore. It's kind of sad. I have worked on not having <laughs> said accent because I fucking hated it, because I did not know I had an accent until I moved to Pennsylvania away from the south and those horrible redneck people. And people were like, you're not from around here, are you? Where are you from? I'd be like, West Virginia. They're like, that makes sense. I was like, I need to change that. I do not need them to go, oh, West Virginia, that makes sense. Now, you you, you have now been at my house, Brett. Live down here. People fake having a southern accent in this county. No, I try my hardest not to have said accent. And Greg, you have just made me so happy that telling me that I've lost it, it's gone. I realize that. I'm like, if you listen to old throbbing, Brett still has the accent. I'm kind of sad. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm so, ooh, la-di-da. It's all the curse of Frankenstein that's getting it out of me. 
<laughs> but he frees Allison in this fight by throwing a chainsaw that's running, and it cuts the rope on the side. One of those one in a million shots, and he even looks impressed with himself that he did it. Well, he throws a hatchet. Yeah, it was a hatchet. Oh, a hatchet, not chainsaw, my bad. Yeah. But, but I mean, still, but, impressive. But still awesome. Well, even Dale throws it, and you could see the look in his eyes of like, oh, fuck, I hope this works. I was waiting for like it to cut, and it's just like in Allison's head. <laughs> but they both run upstairs from Chad and they find the chamomile tea up there which we had a line earlier about how Chad's allergic to it and they also find a newspaper ad about the actual massacre and you find out you see the perpetrator of this crime and it's just Chad in like redneck outfit with a wig and everything like don't that look familiar to you and it's Chad's real father and Chad breaks up and Dale's like you're a hillbilly too! It's true! And I was like, you're half hillbilly! Like, it's a dog breed, is the way they're discussing it. <laughs> it's like Darth Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith. He's just like, no! I'm not a hillbilly! But they throw the tea in his face, and he falls out this, like, shuttered window down to the ground. We know he doesn't die, because we saw the beginning of the movie, but allegedly dying. Right. The Halloween ending. Yes. yes. And then the news reports on the actual murder cult. I mean, the suicide cult that came into town and everything. So their story worked. I love the little tiny thing where like the news lady is like, okay, give me like just a minute before we go live. The camera's like, three, two, one, we're live. And she's like, okay. Because the listeners don't know, but Greg and intern Corey know. Every time before I do my hello, all you gore fiends part, I ramp myself up. I got to clear my voice. I'm like, okay, we're getting into horror mode. You guys don't see that part. It's like that part got uh, shown to the audience because she's like, yeah. does that thing where she does and she looks up. She's like, mm, okay. I forgot to mention at the beginning. At the beginning with the camera scene, if you looked at how many minutes were left on the battery, it was it was one 138 minutes left on the battery. We are 138. We are 138. But Tucker's in the hospital and Dale visits, and they were even able to reattach his bowling fingers. And I love that one of them is clearly one of the girls who are killed fingers. Like, I don't remember this one looking like this. I don't remember I this was, one looking so fancy. I was so happy to see Tucker still alive. Because yeah. last we saw him, he was bleeding against a tree going, No, you go get her, Dale. You go chase your future. I'm your best friend and always will be. It's like that scene in these movies that I always hate where one of the friends dies. It's like, why does that have to happen? No reason whatsoever. You don't have to make it super sad. I was so happy to see Tucker was like, okay. Who would have ever thought that we would get Brett, Brett from Dimension Z happy to see that the redneck made it? <laughs> I know. Because it's Alan Tudyk, which I've always had a qu I've always wondered. Does Alan Tudyk have <laughs> two dicks? <laughs> well, I'm not even giving you a laugh on this one. I wonder if he does. Are they side by side, or is it top? No, no, bottom? no. You can't. You can't save it. It's nope, done nope. now, Brett. I'm leaving it in. Leaving it in. Good. It's a good question. I want to know. You you need Pencil to put some like, he has two dicks. Family put, names come from somewhere. Put some uh, cricket noises in after that. <laughs> but 
Dale has a bowling date with Allison, and he gets her a helmet as a present because of how much she's been concussed. This is not a funny matter, Dale. She probably needs medical attention. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, here he's given um, the same advice that Tucker gave to him earlier about, you know, oh, you just gotta be yourself and smile and laugh. So BJ goes over and, like, knocks out this girl. Because <laughs> he's probably heard Dale's story of Dale's like, well, how I met her is, well, she fell off a rock and she passed out. She knocked herself out. So I, I nursed her back to health. Then she, I knocked her out by accident again. Now I nursed her back to health again. Now she loves me. So this redneck guy's just like, okay, I have to knock her out drag her to my house because you see her dragging her away <laughs> it's like then she'll love me and then allison's like do you think we should help her hell no <laughs> dale has learned his lesson about helping people and then they kiss oh they i kiss. love it i love so much of it's dale's keeps like him and hauling well i don't know and then allison's like i like you redneck man and grabs him and kisses him must be the best uh, like day of Dale's life. I no longer have to taste Tucker Dick anymore to have any kind of satisfaction because we have to remember these are Deep Woods hillbillies. I don't think they're Deep Woods hillbillies. I think they're regular town hillbillies and they rented a cabin to be Deep Woods. He doesn't have actual suspenders. They're fabric. <laughs> Fair. Alright. And that was Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Brett, I'm really glad you liked it. Like, this was one that I think everyone should watch, so I was excited that it turned out to be a fun watch for you. Even yeah. with all that going against it, I still had fun with it. Like, I, this has been a favorite of mine f for a long time. Yeah, it's about time we got to it. Oh, you guys ready for some Count of the Dead? Yes, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Alright, the Throbbing Horror Count of the Dead's where tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with Tucker and Dell versus Evil? Well, you said we're not counting the uh, flashback kills. Negative. That was, there were six. I'm going to go with... Ten. Dimension Z. I'll go with nine. You know, sometimes it's okay if you guys agree on things, because it was ten. Oh, God damn it, fucking intern. <laughs> <laughs> What's Greg's Count of the Dead? Ah, ah, ah. Now we're going to do my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So, Tucker and Dale... Well, at the very beginning, what I say about these two guys, why I would want to hang out with them. They did not forget the beer. Dumb, stupid college kids forgot the beer. That's supposed to be part of the weekend. If you're having fun party weekends, bring the beer. Two joints is not going to suffice. No, not, um, for the num point. not for the numbers they had. They got the pickled eggs. They, exactly. They have beer. They have pickled eggs. But I'm going to go with kinds of beer. I'm pretty sure I've done this before, but I don't care. Fuck you. There's no way 200-some episodes that we haven't done beer, but I'm okay with this. In fact, yes. I know we have. We I think it was on the episode when we did Kinds of Beer. Yeah. <laughs> one of the episodes that I'm sure we've done this one. But Tucker and Dale love beer so much that Tucker uses it as metal. Like, he gets, like, injured, he pours it on himself, now he's okay. Yeah, it's the elixir. 
<laughs> so uh, number one version of beer, the worst version of beer is like in a beer. There's no alcohol fun stuff in it. I think that was the exact thing he said for one last time. Probably. Yes, and I know what and his head is. My tan's old German. <laughs> or Shocker. also pumpkin, Southern tier pumpkin. So good. Pumpkin pie in the glass, but you're going to be paying for it. Um, <laughs> Tucker and Dale was a lot of fun. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. I was thinking that this was going to be another like deathgasm type thing i was that's what i was going into this expecting it was Where a lot me of Corey fun, love it and thinks it's funny and then you come on and you hate it they're like is brett still there and i'm like yeah i'm here i was have anything to say <laughs> um i'm gonna give tucker and dale a six and a half out of ten i would definitely want to okay. watch it again um it was quite a, a lot of fun it but it was also still like a horror comedy and nowhere near as good as like Shaun of the dead let's say Fair. Fair, fair. But fun. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one an eight kinds of beer. So this is like a this is like a nice like old Milwaukee or you know, a, a PBR, something in that realm. But yeah. Why are we both looking at me funny when I said old Milwaukee? No, I am looking at you funny that you suggested the greatest beer in the Greg of the Dead book, PBR was an eight, but continue your well, wrong assessment. What- what, well, what's funny is PBR and Old Milwaukee are the exact same thing now, literally. But um, but no, yeah, this this movie's an eight for me. Um, I I have a good time every time I watch it. I I laugh by myself with other people. I this is one I can watch whenever. Uh, I'm right there with you because I also went eight beers out of ten. Same thing. Like I had it. I didn't. A lot of horror comedies have diminishing returns when you watch them because you know the jokes. I had a fantastic time watching this. Me and Anna watched it together, and it was a fun night watching this. We are both laughing hysterically. Like I said, especially just the <laughs> Tucker running out with the chainsaw scene. The fuck, <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie. So that alone, yeah, eight beers out of ten. So much fun. Honestly, should check it out. It's a good kind of summertime movie as well, because they're outside in the woods a lot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. Nope. All right. Well, we hope that Tucker and Dale versus Evil has left your brain throbbing with horror. Do you like throbbing with horror? Their early shows were a little too avant-garde for me, but I hear if you follow them on the social media, they do terrific work. You should probably rate them five stars wherever you're listening to them. It makes their show a cut above the rest. Make sure you tune in next week. Wouldn't want to miss another episode, right? <laughs> hey, Paul.